you can uh, ask your question with Alex. So star two, if you're on the phone, it's going to raise your hand, and I'll be able to open your line so you can speak with Alex. If you're on the web, you may type in your question on the web, and I'll be able to read that so Alex can um, answer that. So I don't see any hands up just yet, but Alex, hello. Hi, Johanna. How are you today? Well, I'm, I'm great. Let me give a brief overview of what we're talking about this week. Maybe someone will come in by then, maybe not. But um, what we're talking about this week in the spiritual laws is the miracle meditation. And I was trying to guess the other day uh, how many meditations I have tried over the last 30 years. And it's 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 way into the hundreds. I was wondering if it was going to get to a thousand. I don't think it's going to get to that, but it's well into the hundreds. And the interesting thing about meditation is decades ago, and very few people realize this because we don't ever read these things and, and as consumers, but uh, do you remember when you used to hear ads from the government uh, recommended daily allowance? And um, they would say, eat so many fruits and vegetables and drink water and get exercise. And the only other thing they recommended, and, and this is the United States federal government decades ago, is meditation. And um, I think there's good reason for that. Meditation goes back like, uh, best I can tell, five or 6,000 years in Asia and uh, the Holy Lands. And... It is one of the few things, there's never been a double-blind study on counseling in the history of counseling, okay? And that might also apply to a lot of self-help things, because it would be unethical to do so. Well, about meditation, there's double-blind studies, and, and we had them decades ago, and they were by Harvard MDs, and, you know, so there's really just no doubt that meditation is very effective and, and works. And I, I'm not going to say they all do, because there's a million of them, but most of them do. But the thing is, 95% of them, they maybe don't work the way you think they do. They work by distracting you, okay? Uh, a very popular meditation for uh, probably centuries is focus on a dot on the wall. A spot on the wall or if you're outside a spot 30 yards away that's just a little nail on a fence post or focus on the word love or focus on a flower or something like that and basically that is the meditation well those absolutely work they reduce your stress but the way they work is by distraction it's not healing anything. It's not fixing the problem. It works by distraction. You see, for the 15 or 30 minutes, you're focused on the nail on the fence or a flower. You're not thinking about those things in your life that are stressful to you. You know, uh, the problem you and your spouse are having, your money issues, a uh, guy at work you don't like, uh, some nagging health thing that keeps bugging you that you can't get rid of, or, or a health thing you're scared of, you're scared it's going to kill you, okay? Um, you're not thinking about those when you're meditating, so it lets your mind relax for 15 or 30 seconds. 
And very often it's enough in, I'm sorry, 15 or 30 minutes. Often that's enough for your stress to kind of turn off and the positive to kind of turn on, which means your thoughts and feelings can change from negative to positive. Your immune system may even start working where it hasn't been working in a while, but it's by distraction. The miracle meditation, as I call it, is the most powerful meditation I have ever found in my life. Nothing else is close. Um, it works for anyone, in my experience, and it's important for me to say that because it does come from the Bible, all right? In the book of Revelation, the writer is John, and John is having a vision. And in this vision, he's in the throne room of heaven with the Lord, with Jesus. And it says that Jesus' face was like the sun at midday. You know, you can't even really look at that without, oh, wow, it's bright. And his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. Think Niagara Falls right up there next to the falls. It's just deafening. You can't hear anything. You can have to scream at the person next to you to be heard. And it says that John is terrified to the point that he falls at Jesus' feet as if he were dead. Now, that's pretty terrified. Have you ever been that terrified in your life that you fell down trembling as if you were dead? I, I, don't, I don't think I have, but John did. And it said that the Lord put his hand on John and said this, Fear not. It is I, the one who was dead and is now alive forevermore, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Well, death is kind of life, death, physical health, etc. Hades is more uh, the kind of person you are, being saved or lost, um, that sort of thing. So basically, in those two things, Jesus is saying, I've got the keys to whatever you need. And I love you. I've got your back. Um, fear not. I'm here. And I've got the power for what you need. And the thing about this meditation that's different from um, any other one I've ever found is two things. Number one, it does not work by distraction. It's an, it's an active meditation. The intention is, and this started back, as best I can tell, five, 6,000 years ago with the Hebrews, and I've read a book about it and not other documentation. The point of it is not distraction. It is to have a literal, miraculous, one-on-one -on -one experience with God, with higher power. And because of that experience, to be changed, kind of like a near-death experience or something, is, is the way I kind of uh, uh, use a metaphor for it. And you're never the same again. Things you couldn't do, you now can. Th habits you couldn't stop, you now can. Um, you're changed. It, it is a it is an experience that changes you for the positive forever. Okay. And that's the meditation I've been doing ever since I really discovered that. I, and, and, and someone else told me about it and, uh, and the significance. 
But um, whether you believe in the Bible or Jesus or not, in my experience, again, this works for everyone. And so if you were an atheist, I would that's fine. I would say do it and just before you do it, say, okay, I'm an atheist and I don't believe in God, but I'm willing to do this meditation and see if anything happens. That's fine. Try it. I think you might be surprised, especially if you give it a few times. So that is the miracle meditation. That's what I do. Um, I've been recommending it for years now, and uh, I've heard so many death-to-life stories, in essence, metaphorically, spiritually. Uh, I can't count them. So that's this week. So, so yes to meditation. But if you can do an active meditation that actually plugs into the miraculous power rather than just working for a few hours by distraction, man, that's, that's a whole lot more effective meditation for your time. So that's it for me, Johanna. It, just uh, just Google Revelation 1, and you'll discover it uh, quickly. And um, I wouldn't want to lead people through it because each person's experience is unique, and my leading would bias it, okay? But what I do, what I do is uh, the way John describes it there, I imagine that setting and that I'm there, and if I have anything I need to get off my chest, I've really been struggling with this and that, and or a question or uh, a request, please heal my acid reflux or whatever it is, I will, I will say that uh, in that imagined setting. And then I'll just be quiet and see what happens. And... Um, Sometimes uh, nothing else happens. Sometimes uh, in my imagination, uh, Jesus says something to me in that setting. And for me, that's not imagined. I believe it's real. Uh, I've had all, about any, almost every scenario you could imagine from the setting over the years, I believe I've had. But it needs to be authentic and unique to each person. So... I would just go look it up and read the words, and then that's what you imagine, and then say a little prayer or request of your heart, 
as you're starting and then go wherever you feel is best. You will. You will. And, and let me know how it goes. I will. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. All right. I'm going to, again, if you have a um, question or want to make a comment um, regarding this spiritual love nature, just raise your hand by pressing star two. And I'm just checking to see if anybody on the web has any questions. I don't see any other hands up. Alex, um, we did have a question. I don't know if you got the email. I sent it. It was from... Oh, from Marilyn. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a shot at that. Um, we had someone from last week who was asking another question about... Um, and, and it's really this same uh, Revelation 1 picture... And there was two parts to it, Johanna. I remember the one about the sword and the mouth. What was the other part? Uh, she said, uh, you know, she, she just said, I think she just needs the answer on the sword and the mouth because she said, um, you had said something about the buck stops with God and explained why. Oh, yeah. That she, if you could explain this again, she wanted to listen to it again and also to share it with a friend who it could help. Okay. And that was when she said that, you know, she couldn't access the full recording. Okay, okay. Remind you? Well, hopefully she's accessed the full recording now, because that, that was a pretty extended uh, explanation. The sword in the mouth, you're right. That used to really bug me, too, especially when I was a kid. But when you take it as a whole, about other things that are said about that, it fits perfectly. And, and here's what I would say. The sword coming out of the mouth, it says that is the sword of truth. So in other words, it's, it, it's a metaphor. It's not a literal sword sword. It's the truth, okay? And the truth, you may have heard, will make you free. It won't set you free. Setting you free can happen in 10 seconds. It will make you free over time. The problem in virtually every memory that has a problem that's causing stress is an untruth or a lie, okay, which puts you in bondage, both physical health and, and your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, all right? Um, so anyway, that's the truth. The reason it, it and, and if you want some other support, um, the Bible also says our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our, our um, marching orders from Jesus when it comes to flesh and blood is love your enemy, love everybody all the time, no exceptions, love always. It's the greatest commandment, it's the next greatest commandment, and if you do that, you've done the whole law. So. Our job for any other person whose flesh and blood is love unconditionally no matter what, all right? It says our struggle is against spiritual forces, okay? So you don't stab a spiritual force with a sword, all right? You attack, you attack with truth, and the attack from the enemy 
the spiritual forces is typically a lie or an untruth. Okay, so that's the that's the sword to me. Please remember, I'm not a biblical scholar, so don't take anything because I say it. Go search for yourself. But that's my understanding. And the um, and the thing about why bad things happen to good people is is that we don't have the same perspective. The only way you can you can understand that, and I don't say I understand it, is if you had an eternal perspective on life, meaning millions and millions of years, not not 80 years. And that suffering and pain is really what perfects us, what causes us to grow and change and realize that love, joy, peace is what it's all about. Pain is the thing largely that, that does that more than anything else. So I hope she was able to access the recording. There's a little bit of it. Okay, well, I love all you guys. Uh, remember that you can uh, write your question in in advance. We'll answer it. You can listen to the recording and get your answer. And uh, we're wanting to open discussions. We're wanting discussions to spread in your family, in your neighborhood, about these important spiritual principles to live by that, by and large, we have quit talking about except in churches, and very often that's in a negative or condemning or in a way that's just not correct. So um, let's open the discussions back up and start living in harmony with spiritual principles. That's it for me. Love you, Johanna. Love you too, Allie. Love you too.